0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be discussing whether racists literally have a mental illness, then are artists deserving of universal basic income? According to artists, the answer is yes. So pretty much in this episode, we're just hanging out here in the world of bad ideas. It's, uh, It's not a nice place, but for our first story, I wish there were a better way to introduce this topic, but if there is, I don't know it. Is racism a mental illness? There are actually some researchers and some psychologists and psychiatrists out there who say, yes, we have this article here from Vice, because of course it's from Vice, that asks, if racism were thought of as a mental disorder, would it help the efforts to make the world a less racist place or make them harder? I probably don't need to tell you guys this but yeah i think this is a terrible idea it's one of the worst ideas i've heard in quite a while which is saying something considering how much time i spend on on twitter but you know the concept that someone can't just disagree with you or be wrong they need to be mentally ill that is straight out of 1984 and if you're not scared yet you should be. And before anyone says otherwise, no, with this segment, I am not defending racists. I am defending people's ability to simply be wrong without being categorized as mentally ill. And with this little subheading for this article here, I also want to note that this person isn't really asking whether racism is a legitimate mental disorder. It's asking whether classifying it as such would make it easier to deal with racists, and they are not the same thing. So, if anything, this is a utilitarian argument that I don't even think the people who are arguing for it actually believe Uh, so this article does start off with a video clip from the 1990s taken from the oprah winfrey show remember that i i certainly do my mom used to love it but here we have a researcher who very proudly proclaims that yes if you are a racist you should be viewed as being mentally ill what we're dealing here with is mental illness racism is mental illness Racism was defined by the Joint Council on Mental President's Joint Council on Mental Health in Children in 1959 as being the number 1 mental health problem among children in the United States. And they didn't say among black children. They said among children. But if you judge other people by the color of their skin. By the amount of a chemical in their skin, you have a mental problem. You are not dealing well with reality. So obviously people in that clip had a bit of a laugh when the idea of racism being a mental illness was mentioned, but if we actually think about it, it's not funny. It's just terrifying right i think the reason why this concept has even been introduced isn't because these people genuinely think that racists have something wrong with their brains or anything like that it's being done to delegitimize as much as they can a racist position right this person says if you believe x you have a mental problem, you're not accurately seeing reality, right? That's That's not trying to deconstruct why racists are wrong. That's just saying you are so completely, totally wrong, you are clearly delusional. I think this is actually part of the trend we see all the time of not wanting to have legitimate arguments with the people you disagree with. It's easier to just dismiss them. This is the ultimate dismissal of racists, right? You don't even need to debate crazy people because why would you? They are crazy. And actually this idea that you are so wrong, you have a mental illness, this is also something I've heard uh, used against people who are religious, maybe who are Christian or Muslim, what have you, by atheists. I've actually heard atheists say that, uh, you know, believing in God should be qualified as having a mental illness. It's a lot easier to just, I don't know, try to slap a label on someone and, you know, have them hauled away than to dismiss than to debate, rather, what they're actually saying, but... We are going to get into the article itself. First, though, I want to talk about Quip and brushing your teeth. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. I definitely was one of those 75% of people before Quip. I was terrible at remembering to change out my toothbrush. Good health starts with good habits, though, and Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine. I am not the best at knowing when to stop brushing. I'm worried that I'm brushing not long enough, too long, which is also bad for your gums. It stresses me out, but with the Quip toothbrush, the electric toothbrush actually stops after those two minutes, so you know, hey, I'm good, and those 30-second pulses throughout, they help me, they help let me know when I can move on to different parts of my mouth. It just really guides brushing your teeth, so join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip, starting at just 20 so go to getquip.com/chen right now, and you will get your first refill completely free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com/chen, spelled slash chen So they know our show sent you. It's a great way to get toothbrushes, which you already need, and support the show at the same time. Quip the Good Habits Company. So this article says. Google searches for racism is a mental illness have spiked to a level unseen over the last 10 years, and on Twitter, many have declaratively shared the sentiment. The belief that someone isn't your equal because of the way they look must mean that person's brain isn't working these people are saying they are ill and i I like how this article actually does mention that disability and mental health advocates push back strongly against the association saying that racism is a choice while mental disorders like depression anxiety bipolar disorder and schizophrenia are not i don't even know why there's still a debate going on after with that obviously true statement uh racism is an opinion right mental illnesses are not just social or cultural opinions that people have. It would be very easy for me to declare that anyone who believes that Arby's is edible has a mental illness, but that's just not what the term means, and I think these people are so up in their echo chambers and so ideologically sure of themselves, they've forgotten the possibility that maybe people just have different ideas and different opinions, which, yeah, you know, racism is, is a bad one, (laughs) Thank <laughs> Not a mental illness, though. This writer continues, The push to define racism as a mental illness is decades old and originally came from mental health providers. In 1969, a group of prominent Black psychiatrists petitioned the American Psychiatric Association, or APA, to add extreme bigotry to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM. The Handbook of Mental Disorders, now in its fifth edition, their petition was rejected. Now, at at this point, you might be thinking, okay, good, it was rejected the crazies got told where they could shove it. All is right with the world. But no, the reasoning for the rejection will cause you some pause, I think. And really, this whole thing sheds light onto why the APA is not some objective body as many like to portray it as. It says, the APA's reason for rejection reveals something about the underlying desire for racism to be designated as a sickness. For something to be considered a mental illness, it must deviate from typical thinking or behavior and cause disruption and distress to a person's life. The APA said that racism was, in contrast, so widespread that it was a cultural issue, not a psychopathology. Racism is too common, in other words, to be an illness whether something is common or not like especially when it's an opinion should not be grounds for whether something is a mental illness right in my opinion and actually this is interesting because The APA has been doing some changes surrounding whether gender dysphoria and things like transgenderism is a mental illness. And there's this big push in the left-wing movement to say that it's not a mental illness. So, I mean, if these people have their way, it might be possible in the not-too-near future for gender dysphoria, i.e. believing that, you know, your gender doesn't match your biological sex or whatever, that might not be a mental illness, but racism might be a mental illness right? That would be, like, the most 2020 thing to happen. And uh, if you're not worried enough yet, then just remember that the person in the first clip defined racism as judging people by the level of melanin in their skin, which might be uh, a definition many of us accept, but that is not the modern definition of racism. Could you imagine racism being defined as a mental illness if the definition is being opened up to include anyone who supports Trump? or anyone who believes that immigration needs restrictions, it might sound like hyperbole, but I honestly think that this is where things are, are heading. They are so toxic to your worldview that, that they just want to have you branded as crazy. And if they manage to succeed in doing that, you might actually have rights stripped away from you simply for disagreeing w- with this board of leftists that would truly be dystopian. It continues asking whether extreme racism is a mental illness often goes along with trying to understand extremely racist acts. How is anyone to make sense of white police officers tackling a 23, 23-year-old 23 Elijah McLean to the ground, putting him in a carotid hold as he cried, vomited, said that he couldn't breathe and pleaded to go to his home nearby. By not calling racism a mental illness, does that mean we accept these acts of racism as normal human behavior? If racism Racism is not a sickness. Why is it so hard to get extremely racist people to change their minds? Doesn't their refusal mean that their beliefs are not opinions, but delusions? Oh my goodness, people are allowed to, they can be wrong. They they are allowed to have bad opinions without being, I don't know, institutionalized. I think this is ultimately also born of just extreme echo chambers. You are so... Uh, separated from anyone who thinks differently than you, that you've completely lost the ability to empathize with them or understand their way of thinking. And it really is quite, quite amazing. And uh, this, this finishing line really just gets me. The writer says, if racism is a mental illness, it pushes the problem onto white people, psychiatrist Alvin Poussin says. It acknowledges there's something wrong in the way they're thinking and feeling, and relieves black people of the feeling that if they could act differently, then white people would stop being racist against them. Okay, so now not only are we arguing that racism is a mental illness, but also that clearly, Only white people are capable of racism. Like, I told you that that would be the, this new woke definition of racism would be the one they try to use, right? Racism isn't just having prejudiced beliefs about skin color. It's something that white people do to black people. Uh, This is not science. This is not psychology, psychiatric work. Uh, This is just pure ideological rhetoric. And the fact that there are even people who claim to be, uh, you know, psychiatrists, doctors, whatever, who are spouting this should concern people. And I just wanted to finish off this segment by saying, lest you think that this means uh, the left-wing side of the political discourse is being more anti-racist and taking a stronger stand against against racism, I I want to instead turn you to White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo, the book that everyone has been talking about lately. I have not subjected myself to reading it. Uh, other people have. I don't think I need to inflict that upon myself, but if you are interested in hearing a review about it, learning more about it, I recommend you check out Dr. Carlin Borisenko's analysis and review of it. She's actually a channel that, in general, I've been enjoying so much. She's a very educated, very smart woman, uh, really her takes have been a breath of fresh air for me. But I want to read you some of of the excerpts that uh, Dr. Borisenko shared from this book to just really illustrate how warped these people's method of thinking is. Um, because, you know, it might sound great, like, you hate racism so much you want to classify it as a mental illness. But at the same time, we have people who claim to be part of the same movement saying the most racist things Ever. And I don't know how they reconcile these two positions. I think it goes to show that this is really just an, I mean, it's an ideology that's full of holes that will ultimately eat itself that is not consistent and that is toxic in every imaginable way. So Robin D'Angelo in this book writes, consider a conversation I had with a white friend. She was telling me about a white couple she knew who had just moved to New Orleans and bought a house for a mere $25,000. Of course, she immediately added, they also had to buy a gun and Joan is afraid to leave the house. I immediately knew they had bought a home in a Black neighborhood. So this is, uh, all of these are excerpts that Dr. Borisenko uh, has highlighted in one of her videos. Check it out if you're not subscribed yet. But in this situation you know for example who's mentally ill here is it the friends for talking about maybe having a bad neighborhood is it robin d'angelo for automatically assuming that bad neighborhood means black people is it both of them and who decides like these are questions i never thought i would have to ask but apparently in 2020 i do not good stuff guys not good then here's a humdinger She writes, For example, I was invited to the retirement party of a white friend. The party was a potluck picnic held in a public park. As I walked down the slope toward the picnic shelters, I noticed two parties going on side by side. One gathering was primarily composed of white people, and the other appeared to be all black people. I experienced a sense of disequilibrium as i approached and had to choose which party was my friends i felt a mild sense of anxiety as i considered that i might have to enter the all black group then mild relief as i realized that my friend was in the other group okay if anything is racist and if any racism is a mental illness it is this type where you're actually causing yourself anxiety over which picnic group because you don't want to hang out with black people um but in Robin D'Angelo's mind, what makes this all scarier is that she thinks this is how all white people behave, right? This book, from what I understand, is a serious case of projection. So, does that mean we are all mentally ill as white people? I don't know. This is just such a disappointing turn in really a conversation i thought couldn't get any any worse but here here we go um next up musicians call for ubi so ubi is of course universal basic income we have done an episode a while ago uh discussing all types of different proposals for ubi specifically andrew yang's proposal for ubi and what exactly it entails if you missed that segment Essentially, universal basic income is where people, regardless of their employment status or, uh, you know, just wealth level, would all receive monthly payments that are meant to ensure that their basic needs are met. And a lot of people do see it as an alternative to welfare. Um, Bernie Sanders, I believe, is is a proponent of it. Andrew Yang definitely was. There have been some trials of UBI. For example, there was one in Canada, which uh, unfortunately did not yield good results, and I I think there was another one in Finland, but uh, if if you want more info on it, watch our original video about it. Well, apparently we have some musicians now saying that they, they need some UBI because, you know, playing the guitar, painting, it's just not paying the bills. We have this article from The Independent. The Musicians Union and major artists have called on the government to introduce a universal basic income to support performers left unpaid during the coronavirus pandemic. A letter to Chancellor Rishi Sunak signed by artists including the Libertines, Reverend, and the Makers, the Subways, the Charlatans, and Artbrook say the policy would be, quote, a genuine lifeline to those who desperately need it. Obviously, this letter does come during the coronavirus pandemic, and I've even seen conservatives during these unprecedented situation saying that no, the government does need to provide these people with some sort of relief, especially since the government and these lockdowns are why so many people are in financial dire straits in the first place. But keep in mind when we read this letter that these musicians are not just asking for temporary UBI, they really want this to be a permanent thing. Before we get into the letter itself, though, I want to tell you all about our awesome sponsor, ASLO. So, in 2020, every business in the country is learning how to adapt day by day but why aren't banks seriously unnecessary fees or taking a trip to your bank is the last thing business owners need to be thinking about so aslo is a free business checking account with invoicing bill pay money transfers no no minimum balance and no fees Unlike other banking options, there is no minimum deposit required, you'll never be charged maintenance or overdraft fees, and there is no ridiculous phone system that feels designed specifically to waste your time. Instead of days or weeks it takes to apply for an account at a traditional bank while you're still required to go in person, what is this, the 80s? With Aslo, you just go to azlo.com and apply in as little as 10 minutes. There is no waiting to use your account. With Aslo's free instant funding feature, you can deposit up to $1,000 and access it in your account instantly. Aslo is owned by BBVA USA member FDIC, so sign up right now with no minimum deposit at aslo.com slash lauren and get a free copy of Aslo's small business center sorry, Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide, spelled A-Z-L-O dot com slash Lauren and sign up with a free small business starter guide and no minimum deposit, aslo.com slash Lauren. And this isn't just a sponsor. I know so many people in the blaze who actually use Aslo for their other corporate accounts and things like that. And it just seems to make things so, so much easier. All right, so these musicians and artists in general have written, quote, tour gigs events and performances have rightly been canceled due to coronavirus on top of that a high proportion of artists and cultural professionals supplement their income with casual work in the exact same industries that have been hit by coronavirus with many working part-time in hospitality it is clear that lockdown has simply shone a light onto the way our industry operates with constant insecurity so a couple things here i am very sympathetic to the insecurity that the music industry in general has being someone who makes commentary videos, that's something I can definitely relate to, especially when I was just starting out. And just second, in general, uh, the hurt that these musicians seem to be talking about is definitely not exclusive to their industry or even just hospitality. I think there are so many different industries and people right now who are going through hard financial times, and I, I do sympathize with that. But the solution they're proposing is still crazy so it continues this work is tough for those in the industry when so many don't have upfront funds to create their own work or build and develop it for many of us a universal basic income would bridge a gap of seasonal work and tour for others it would be a support in additional training this is what gets me like not only are they asking for money when they're not actually performing or providing you know any measurable gain to the economy but would be a support in additional training, are they asking for UBI to like be put toward things like music lessons or something like that? Because if so, not only are you asking the government to support your, this is gonna sound harsh, but someone needs to tell these people, probably unrealistic dreams of becoming a musician, you're asking them to do it when you're actually not apparently good enough to go without additional training. That That is bold. That is bold. also says, Working in culture has for too long been an option open only to people from more privileged backgrounds who have family support to pursue their dreams. If the UK is serious about being a fair and open society, then expressing this through access to the arts and the sharing of the resultant output is a powerful way of demonstrating that commitment. And this is where we really go to see that they aren't just proposing this for the pandemic, Era, they want this to be a long term thing because they believe that because being a musician or an artist probably isn't going to pay the bills. Tough story, but it's true. Sometimes the only people who end up going into it are those who are otherwise already financially stable, which is like turning music into a class thing. Here's the thing having equal opportunity access to pursue a career as a musician is not a human right. It's just it's just not that is not, I believe, something that society should be measuring equality based off of. And, uh, you know, UBI is such a roundabout way to get to that, even if that were the case. I think if anything has done more to make the music industry more equitable, it would be things like social media and the Internet where you don't need just a big studio to recognize you. You can gain an organic following and communicate directly with your audience. Uh, I sympathize with artists, I really do, and I'm not someone who, like, one of those conservatives who says art and culture is stupid. No, no. I'm a huge fan and consumer of things like music and film. I love it, but at the same time, the reason why artists aren't paid well is because there are too many of them right? It, it's tough, but it's it's honestly the truth, right? Um, if, if an artist were providing something that no one else could provide and that people actually wanted, they would be paid. And that's why there are some artists who are successful out there. When we look at people like, I mean, off the top of my head, Adele, or even, you know, smaller time artists, it, it's because there's a demand for that. But the sad fact of the matter is that there are a lot of musicians, artists, writers out there who simply, whose work simply is not good enough to merit people paying for it, right? Why should everyday taxpayers or even blue collar workers have to subsidize the dreams and the work of people who aren't that good, right? And I, I don't mean to sound all gatekeeper but like, yeah, when it comes to who gets money, I do think there needs to be some kind of gatekeeping, i.e. the consumer to say, I'm going to give you money And I'm not going to give you money because you're just not that good. The letter finishes off to build back better than before. We must ensure that everyone has the financial security that a UBI can provide and help ensure that we are supporting the creativity of diverse communities and define our generation. Art is great. Again, I'm not doing this segment to hate on art, but we need people to actually produce, right? And there are a lot of artists out there who the only reason they can support their artistic endeavors is through a day job, right? They work, um, they have savings, things like that. It's not just aristocrats who are are going into pursuing music and things like that. But if there were to be UBI, right, and people were able to do things like pursue a, a career as a lead guitarist with no financial consequences, too many people would pursue a career as the lead guitarist, right? Remember in high school when everybody wanted to be I don't know, you know, like Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day or things like that. The reason why a lot of us grew out of that isn't because we decided, you know what, it wouldn't be cool to be a rock star, to be Billy Joe Armstrong. It's because the financial consequences of that were too real for us. If there were UBI, there would be way too many people dropping out of the economy to pursue maybe things that they enjoy, but things that just don't contribute to the economy. And that is bad news bears for everybody. And they've done studies on UBI. UBI does not encourage people to get back to work. And don't get me wrong, the people on UBI tend to love it, but at least the uh the example in canada and i went into this in the other video people did things like spent more time with their children and things like that which is amazing but again like if we're talking about productivity UBI just ain't it. And actually, we shouldn't be surprised that it's not just, what is this, British musicians that are looking into UBI in Canada. Here we have writers, actors, and artists, just performers in general, call for national basic income. I don't mean to be disrespectful to people in the arts, but I also really want to advise against taking economic or policy advice from people in the arts, right, especially apparently those who are maybe not even that that successful in the arts. Um, as always, I would love to hear what you all think about this. Do you support UBI? Why or why not? And uh, if, if you do support UBI, how would you feel knowing that your job as a, let's say, plumber garbage man whatever it might be something you may not necessarily enjoy how would you feel knowing that your taxes would be expected to subsidize the lifestyle of someone who is pursuing a a dream that some might call frivolous and you know if that is the case what would stop you then from also deciding like hey you know what I'm going to quit my job stop actually contributing to the economy and I don't know paint butterflies, right? And again, not. I don't mean to diminish the work of artists, but some artists, like, they, yeah, there are just too many of them. That's it for now, though. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.